Welcome to the Brave Parenting Podcast, an examination of the Bible and how parents can apply God's word to raising kids in a culture saturated with media and technology. We look at everyday issues from a biblical worldview so that you can trust the sufficiency of scripture and apply its truth to your life as you raise and disciple your kids. Friends, welcome back. It is mid-May, which means summertime is upon us. I personally love summer. I love the heat. Even in South Texas, I love those 100 degree days. I love my husband being off work for a few months. And I love just the freedom that summer brings. Chelsea, how do you feel about summer? Yeah, no, I love summer. Summer's a great time. But the real question at hand, brave parents, is are you ready for summer? Are you, brave parent, ready for summer? Are you prepared for your kid's desire for extra screen time? Have you thought about how you're going to manage all of that? Have you thought about the temptations that you're going to find yourself in when you want to give into that extra screen time? Um, Have you thought about all the ways that they're going to try to figure out how to get around your parental controls? Because they are smart and they got time on their hands, don't they, Kelly? That's right. That's right. Y'all know I have a brood of kids that I've been raising for many years. And now, you know, they're 16 to 25. So I've really seen it all. I've seen how they can get around the restrictions. I've seen them be great and I've seen them fall to the temptations. And that is the key, what you said. They have more time than ever over summer. And that's something we really need to be cognizant of. So our goal here on this podcast episode is to get you thinking. And then of course, to get you moving in the direction of better limits and parental controls. And then once you're there, preparing your kids' hearts for those new boundaries and limits. Because if you haven't been applying firm limits and boundaries regarding media and technology, and then you all of a sudden start the summer, it could get a little crazy for you. And even if you've been fairly intentional about the limits, now is a good time to get together as a family and reset everyone's heart and remind all of y'all and yourself why these limits are so important for everyone. Absolutely. So I think probably if our listeners have been with us for a while, they've heard this phrase the content-driven life. And if you've been with us, you've listened to the podcast episode on the content-driven life. If you haven't, I highly recommend you go back and listen to it. But it just causes a ton of destruction over time. And let's just remember how a child begins to live a content-driven life. It happens when we as parents neglect children to their own devices, as in some sort of internet-connected device. It could be out of like a perceived necessity, like maybe you work from home and you need them to not bother you while you're like on that Zoom meeting or something, or just because your life is just a little bit more happy, a little bit more peaceful when you're not your child's cruise ship director, planning out their every activity for the day. And listen, we understand both scenarios. We've been in both of those exact places before, but this is kind of like where we suck it up and we're just brave. This is where we do the hard work, where we as parents suffer. We set aside ourselves and we suffer for the sake of our child. Because the content-driven life, that entertained life, that pacified summer, this is not what kids need. It is the difference between giving them sugar and giving them vegetables. It may be what they want, but we all know this is not good for them. And ultimately, it's not good for us either. Yeah, we are here to deliver truth and love to you. That's what Chelsea just gave you, y'all. Suck it up and be brave. (laughs) If no one else is telling you that truth, like this is just, this is what it is. And we all need that. We all need that reminder. But really, I know it feels overwhelming 
So we're going to lay out some basic ground rules for you to set in your home this summer. Then we'll go through some basic ways that kids can maybe get around some of those restriction parental controls. And then finally, we're going to discuss how to prepare our kids' hearts for these new boundaries and limits and give you ways to incorporate God's word to shape their hearts for obedience, um, but also your heart as well. So let's start out with some basic ground rules. Now, of course, there are going to be exceptions and nuances with all of these. It's not going to be cookie cutter answers, but this is going to give you a good basic outline of where to get started and how to plan for your family. So the first basic ground rule is no personal devices are going to be used behind closed doors. Um, That's no Xboxes in a bedroom, no smartphones in a bathroom, no tablets in hidden places where only little kiddos can fit. So the key here is open spaces where everyone could co-view or at least witness the use. And this is just really instilling the character of humility. Nine times out of ten, we are not strong enough to, um, what do you want, how do you want to say this, Kelly? We're not strong enough to not be overtaken by some of the content. Yeah, absolutely. It takes nine minutes to access Pornhub and get off. That's the average time. So nine minutes really is bathroom time or a quick shower or something like that, right? It could be. Yeah. Yeah. This is just as a kind of a no brainer, but it's hard to implement if you've not already. So it's going to take a little bit resetting. Um, The second ground rule, the internet shuts off at a certain time every single night. This means um, kids, you know, they honestly, they have nothing to do, but stay up late. They got time on their hands. They can sleep in. It's summertime. But you know what? Nothing good happens after midnight. Not a single thing happened good. <laughs> I was just listening to another podcast and they said that same thing. Nothing good happens after midnight. And that is just so true. We all know it and we just need to act on it. So I would say another one is that every device has a time limit. Nothing is unlimited from sun up to sundown. It shouldn't be for us and it definitely should not be for our kids. So every device, whether it be a smartphone, a tablet, your television, a game console, everything has a time limit. And most of these devices have sort of these time limits and parental controls built in that you can already establish that. So whether it's a hard and fast parental control set up on that device, maybe you're just setting a timer or you're literally saying, okay, one show on the television. You need to do that because nothing should be unlimited. We shouldn't just forget what our kids are doing and all of a sudden they've consumed, you know, like, 10 hours of Netflix and we didn't even pay attention. Another one's going to be that no devices are accessible in kids' bedrooms at night. And that's no devices, not the phone, not the tablets, computers, game consoles. This is really a rule for all year long. Don't just collect them and then maybe leave them accessible on the kitchen counter or whatever. Lock them up in your bedroom. Bring them somewhere where they can't just wake up in the middle of the night while you're sleeping and then go reaccess it again. Keeping them out of the bedrooms is one thing, but keeping them inaccessible, that's another. That's what we need to do. I think we forget that social media, like the tech companies, their biggest competitor is sleep. So they literally do not want you or your child to sleep because they don't care about you. Like they just want to keep you engaged at maximum level. So I'm going to jump in and I'm going to list another uh, basic ground rule. Outdoor play is required. Vitamin D and physical activity are extremely deficient in today's children. And honestly, I'm just going to throw this in there for adults too. And you know what? When we're outside and we're engaging with other people and we're face-to-face, this is where we really learn about reality. I would much rather 
that I have to deal with my kids' conflicts because they got in a fight with a neighbor kid, then I would have to deal with the social media and tech storms that lurk out there. Um, I just think that's a better, I mean, we're going to have storms no matter what, (laughs) but I would rather it be over a face-to-face thing than something like with technology. Yeah. Outdoor play is really just the antithesis of screen time. Really. I think if you think about nowadays, if you think of how kids play, they need both that's or they don't need screen time, but they can have both, but they've got to have outdoor play. That is kind of a non-negotiable. It really is. Yeah. So even if they start getting bored and staring into space, get them outside, you know, give them a, a hose and some snacks and let them run wild. And then ground rule number six, uh, reading is required. This is um, a no-brainer. If a child really wants to escape reality, the best way to do it is through a book. We highly recommend, um, uh, you know, missionary tales. We've got a ton of book lists. We love um, family time reading. So if you've never done that before, you know, just get out a whole bunch of snacks and start reading to them. Kids will come when you have food. That's just their, that's like their love language, right? Um, unfortunately, in America right now, comprehension and proficient reading is uh, it's a declining skill. So we've got to bring it back. We really have to start this in our homes. And then the last one is chores are required. Uh, kids are still going to have a childhood, even if they're doing chores to contribute to the family. So that's, that's kind of, again, I think that's kind of like a no-brainer. We have morning chores. We have evening chores. And, uh, you know, if your kids aren't doing chores, it kind of, it kind of sets them up for a little bit of entitlement. I think, you know, these devices are expensive. Your monthly internet bill is expensive. And it's just a part of contributing to the family. But I think we so often in this day and age give in and we just, okay, we'll just kind of do it. We'll do it ourselves. And our kids, what do they do in that extra time? They get that extra screen time. That just seems to be where the default time goes. If they're not doing chores, if they're not playing outside, they're not reading books. And so incorporating these as basic ground rules really helps get them off the screens. Well, and you know, they wake up and you're like, okay, you've got your morning chores before you can do anything else. That's just a good rule for life. You know what I mean? You don't, you don't wake up and get to go immediately to your pleasures. Their XYZ has to happen before you can enjoy this screen time or even outdoor play, you know, because that's fun too. Right, right. So here's the reality that none of us want to acknowledge though. This extra time, this extra time and really the the shared resources that kids have with one another to get around parental controls, limits, and boundaries. Now, the number one way that kids are going to get around our rules and our boundaries for screen time is our negligence. We just fail to secure all the internet-connected devices in the home, and maybe they discover and they exploit that. Remember that you need to secure smartphones, tablets, laptops, Chromebooks, Kindles, game consoles, smart televisions, if your TV is hooked up to the internet, that opens a lot of doors and a lot of people forget that. Um, smart watches, smart speakers, literally everything that connects to the internet, that may even be your refrigerator. If you, wanna ha- if you have one of those fancy screens that tells you the weather and plays music, that is connected to the internet, the washing machine. You just, there's been lots of stories out there of really savvy, crafty kids who've actually exploited that internet through the refrigerator and played video games through that. Crazy. Now, another way is guessing your passwords. So parents, you should know, right? Don't use your birthday as a password to get into the the family computer, tablet, whatever that is, and expect your kids not to 
to guess those sort of things because they do. They're, they're smart. They figure this out. And if they never thought of it, their friend's going to say, hey, maybe try their birthday. So they can also look at the smudges on the tablet after you put the password in or on the phone or whatever that is. So I'm telling you, these kids are really savvy. Uh, another way they can do that is if you have enabled or you have not disabled the ability to screen record. They can enable the screen recording, ask you to put in the password, and then they've just recorded it. And so then they know. So that's another key is if you have not disabled that on whether it be an Apple or Android account, you've not disabled their ability to change account information. We really recommend this, that you don't allow those changes to be made. Frankly, I say under 18. So another way, third way, that really tech-savvy kids can hack around your limits and boundaries is through the home router. Now, friends, I am not going to pretend that I am an expert on home routers. I just understand that they play an important role. (laughs) I understand that they help manage the internet and devices in your home. I know that we use a Google router, which frankly gets the job done. I don't think it's the best of the options out there on the market, but my husband has the app. And we can look at all the devices that are connected to, the, to our internet, to our home internet. And if we see a new device pop up, you know, we can be on the alert. Okay, is there something that we forgot that we connected to the internet? Or does one of my teenagers have a burner phone that all of a sudden it pops up at 10 o'clock at night when, they're, when their smartphones, you know, get locked up and now they're using some other device, right? That's something to be definitely on alert for. And you can do this through the home router. Another benefit of this is, say, if your child hasn't done what they're supposed to do, clean their room, do the dishes, and they're just playing video games or they're on the internet, watching TV, well, you can just open the app, one tap, the internet goes off on that device, and you can actually get those chores done. So we're going to include a link to a review of some of the highest rated routers with parental controls so that you can take a look at that. And if you don't have a good router, you can potentially look into getting a new one. And a fourth way that kids can get around parental controls are VPNs. Now, VPNs are a great utility for adults, especially if you really want to maintain privacy while you're online, you're using public Wi-Fi because you travel a lot for work or whatever that looks like. Well, kids can exploit this utility and use free VPNs to hide their internet activity and bypass parental filters. So if they're doing this on their phone, you would see a VPN app on their phone. So that would be the red flag of concern. But this, of course, can be prevented if you don't allow apps to be downloaded to your child's phone without your password. But here's the crux of VPNs. They are nearly impossible to discover on a computer or a laptop. So according to our brave parenting technology expert, the average parent is never going to know if a VPN is being used on a, a child's computer or a family computer. And they're really the only solution that our tech expert has found is purchasing $150 software that prevents the use of the VPN. So the moral of the story is that your kids don't need private access to a computer and an internet browser over the summer. Like Chelsea had said earlier, these need to be in public spaces and that way you could see what they're potentially doing that someone could be looking over their shoulder. If they need computer access, please make sure that it is used in public spaces. Yeah, and you mentioned the importance of restricting the ability to download apps without a parent password. Well, kind of like in that same vein, 
It's so important to restrict your kid's ability to delete apps. Savvy kids learn from friends that once an app has reached its time limits that are sent through or set through those parental controls, they can absolutely delete the app and then re-download it from the app store and just begin using it all over again. So frankly, the easiest way to prevent this is just by disabling the app store or the Google Play from their phones. Yes, you can do this. And yes, you absolutely should do this. Is it a slight pain in the rear end when they don't, you know, when they need an app and, you know, you have to go back through all of those steps and re-enable it and blah, blah, blah before you can download it? Yeah, sure, it is a pain. But remember, we are doing the hard work so that our kids do not have to deal with a content-driven life, which leads to destruction. And one final super savvy way kids can get around parental controls is by changing the time zone on a device. So for example, if a child's phone goes into downtime at 8 p.m. and they want to bypass that restriction, well, they can go into settings, which and is general, and they can just change their time phone. These are not parental password protected in any way, shape, or form. So what they do is they trick the device to think that it's maybe like in Australia, and this just disables that screen time. Um, it's really frustrating. I know a lot of parents are upset by it right now. Yeah, when I did some searching for information about this savvy hack that kids do, there's a lot of upset parents in a lot of different forums on Apple's uh, sort of I don't blog type, you know, resource that there was demanding it to be a parental password protected feature because it's not. I mean, I can change the time back, but the kids can just go right back in and change the time. That needs to be something that you're having the conversation with and tell your kids, I know that this is possible and I am expecting you to not do this. It's setting that expectation saying, I know that there are savvy ways and your friends might say that, oh, hey, just do this. But put that expectation out there on our kids and let them live up to the character that you know that they're capable of. They can fight that temptation. If they have MobiSip enabled on their phones... Will that control the time limits? Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. MobiSip, the third-party monitoring. Once you set the time limits with MobiSip, then they can't be overridden. These changing the time zones is if you have the time, the parental control set up just through the device, through Apple Screen Time, or through Google Family Link. That's mm-hmm. where that can be overridden. Gotcha. Well, that's kind of depressing. <laughs> like, like these things. <laughs> like <laughs> you can't just like even like the basic parental controls they're just not enough right it's just like these kids are so savvy they've got so much time on their hands um but the fact is these are only a few ways that kids can create ways around the boundaries and limits which parents put in place so many of these savvy ways for kids to gain access to the content just point to a greater issue which is the heart why are children and adolescents so bent on getting access to more content or greater content that they will willfully sin for? You know, they break the rules, they tear down trust, and they ultimately harm themselves with the content that they so desperately think they need. This is an issue of the heart. And yes, it is also an issue of the addictiveness of the personalized algorithms, the video games, and the entertainment. But as parents, we really only have the ability to affect one thing. And this is our kids' hearts. We're not going to redeem the internet. We're not going to change it. We're not going to make it better. The only thing we have the ability to do is limit their access to it and then to effectively draw out their heart, as Proverbs 25 would say, by asking them good questions, by asking them deep, open-ended questions to understand 
Why does your heart want this so badly? Yeah, what you said just reminds me of what we mentioned, I think it was our last podcast, is that teacher who said these kids only care about where their next five minutes of entertainment is coming from. We have to recognize is this is this is just sadly where the generation, a lot of the kids are. They've just become so accustomed to entertainment that their hearts are bent towards it. And they're almost hardened to our our rules and our boundaries and all the other good things that life has. So going into summer with these fresh tech and media boundaries, it, this may be a source of contention for those kids whose hearts are bent towards it, who really only want the next five minutes of entertainment. But this can also be a great time to sit down, sit down with God's word, with your kids, and remind them of the biblical reason why these boundaries exist. You are not trying to destroy their childhood, take away their fun, ruin their chances of being a famous YouTube star. Uh, maybe you are. I would probably try and avoid that. But <laughs> right, you're, you, the parent, are being obedient to Christ. You are shepherding them as the good shepherd does. You are not willing to allow those hired hands of social media companies, video games, and entertainment to shepherd while not caring about their well-being and exploiting their weaknesses and their psychological vulnerabilities for their financial gain. You are teaching them God's instruction for a holy life, what it looks like to live as a citizen of heaven and what it looks like to live as a follower of Christ. This is about your obedience as well as much as their obedience. So I think a great place to walk through God's word is Jesus' Sermon on the Mount. Because a lot of people are going to say, okay, I can sit down with my kids. I can give them, (laughs) this is why we're doing this, but where am I going to go in God's word? This is a great place. You should probably have heard some pieces of the Sermon on the Mount. If you've never read the whole thing, highly recommend going to Matthew 5. It starts with the Beatitudes and it continues through Matthew 7. And at the end, it's just a beautiful uh, analogy that we have to share with our kids. This is when Jesus compares the wise and foolish builder. So there's one builder who builds his house on rock and another who builds his house on sand. Well, the rain came and streams rose and the winds blew and they beat against the house. But the house built on a rock did not fall, but the house built on sand fell with a great crash. This is a great example of the difference between a, um, an adolescent or a child who's building their life on God's word versus the one who's building their life on entertainment and online content. Who is more likely to fall with a great crash? Ask your kids maybe to think of examples of friends they've known who spend way too much time online. Are they more depressed, anxious? Are they better friends, worse friends? You can even think of celebrities. That's the super easy go-to or an internet influencer of someone that they've known that either have sort of fallen or maybe fallen into alcoholism or depression. Immediately, my mind goes to Selena Gomez. She's been very outspoken about how much even just Instagram has affected her depression, anxiety, and now she had to take herself off. There's lots of them. Talk about those type of scenarios. And, you know, I would give you a little hint. The main reason why that doesn't work is because we're not meant to worship ourselves. Help your kids see that we are not meant to be put on a platform, to be worshiped, to promote ourselves, elevate ourselves, share selfies of ourselves, or to just gain some sort of notoriety or fame. This is an empty and exhausting effort. Our chief end 
is to worship God and enjoy him forever. And not only that, but Jesus' Sermon on the Mount is filled with a great amount of teaching about character, the judgment of others, repentance, humility, anxiety, and the worries of the world, trusting God, prayer, and just it's filled with so much more. So parents, if you haven't read these three chapters of God's Word recently, I just encourage you to do so now. Read it every day for a week. Read it in a study Bible and then read the notes. Read it in different translations. Read it in a, and then pray over it. Pray in, in agreement with God's Word. Pray that you can present God's Word effectively to your children, that their hearts would be open and willing to receive it and to accept the boundaries and limitations for media and technology because they understand the biblical necessity for them. Um, and then, of course, set a time for the family to come together and pray together, have family worship, read it aloud. Um, but let's be honest, we know teens generally hate these types of family meetings. So again, I'm going to go back to the food, get some food ready. You know what I mean? Get some Cheetos, get some goldfish. Goldfish are like the ultimate snack, you guys. M&Ms. M&Ms, anything. Really, soda. If you don't buy soda, soda normally, make it a special make occasion. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because it's it's crucial to enter into these conversations with a heart full of humility. You, parent, I, we do not have it together. And I think we need to communicate that with our children a little bit more effectively. No parent has it together. We overuse media and tech sometimes, but we also know that we can do it better. We know that we can model it with more Christ-like character. And after you've read these chapters, you've read God's word. You understand the ways of Christ. And that these ways are, are not the world's ways. It's, they're, they're in complete contrast with each other. And your eyes have been opened and you feel convicted to be more obedient to Christ in your parenting and in your shepherding, especially as it relates to media and technology. We just, man, Kelly, we need so much more humility we in do. our parenting, don't we? Like, I think, yeah. And our natural tendency is to act like we have it together, of course, so our kids don't take advantage of our weaknesses. But remember that when we acknowledge our weakness and God's greatness and how much greater he is, but that we're relying on him, that's where our kids can draw strength too, because they have weaknesses. They need to know that that's where they draw their strength from as well in difficult scenarios and situations. Parenting today is overwhelming. And if we can encourage you to focus on one thing, it is your obedience to Christ. When you are obedient to Christ and how you parent and, and how you engage with media and technology and how you limit and hold fast to those limits and how you discipline and how you love others, this is going to overflow onto your children. Some kids are going to be rebellious. It's just the nature. I don't know if it's 50-50 of kids who really obey and they're not that into screens and 50% who just want to be entertained and they're going to be rebellious and break the rules. I don't know what that percentage is, but we all know that every kid is different. You may have two kids and they are completely different, but acknowledging the fact that you are not going to change, that your limits and your boundaries are because they honor the Lord. Your kids need to know that you're going to hold fast to the same boundaries, no matter what, no matter where their heart goes, you're always going to point them back to God's word. And when they know that that's who you are and that's the ground, that's the rock that you're standing on, that helps give them stability. Even though it looks like they may be flailing around, breaking rules, they do need to know that. And I know it's exhausting. I've been there. I'm still there so many days. 
But this is so important. It is about your obedience to Christ. So prepare yourself and know how you're going to respond in those scenarios. Honestly, I kind of feel like just expect that it's going to happen in one slight way or another. Again, not because our, our kids are just bent on evil, but they have sinful hearts. We know this. And the screen and the technology behind it, we've talked about a million times, those algorithms control everything. So we just need to go into this prepared, not only in our own hearts, but prepare them that you're not going to change. The rules are the rules. This is the way it's going to be and that they can rely on that. So friends, you are just going to respond in obedience to God's word. Don't cave. Please don't cave. Please remember that the content-driven life leads to destruction and that summertime is when that can all start, when the rules are a little bit lax and there's lots more time. Be cognizant of that. Plan now. You might have like a week, maybe two weeks left before summer comes. And so now is the time to get on that. And if you need a really great third party, I'm going to call it a limiting resource because it, it is a limiting resource. I think you need, to, you need to get an RO. It is this fantastic box, aesthetically pleasing. You can put it in a main space, but it quantifies how much time you've been away from your phone. And they've used the technology that keeps us addicted to our phones. And um, they've kind of like reversed the process and they're using it to help us stay away from our phones. So I think I have like a 35-day streak right now, Kelly, that I've been away from my phone and I've hit my daily goal every day, which is like an hour and 45 minutes. But um, we can also compete as family members. So right now I'm in the leaderboard. I'm in the top of our leaderboard. Um, And uh, over the last week, my husband had some time off and he was actually in the top of our leaderboard, but we had our phones in there the whole entire time competing with each other. And honestly, we just had the best weekend because he was off his device. I was off my device. We were doing things around the house. We were playing with our kids. And um, I, even, I even left the house with my phone in RO because he had his phone and the only people that really needed to contact us was our kids if something happened at the house. That was the best feeling. I didn't, I didn't have to have my device on me. Yeah, this is episode 101. We interviewed Joey Odom from RO. If you've not listened to that, if you've not checked RO out, you really need to do that because it is a fantastic resource. We've heard from so many other families who've got the RO box and are using it. The, the competition for off-screen time is real. Chelsea, I was just with you and your husband and the competition in your family is for real. <laughs> oh yeah. We'll like take another person's phone out of the box and like hide it somewhere. <laughs> Y'all are hilarious. So it, you can find it at goaro.com forward slash brave. If you use the discount code brave, you actually get a free month subscription. So definitely take advantage of that. We love RO. We love the heart behind RO. And frankly, it is just a great time. Now is the time, summer, to get RO. Use that off-screen time of quantifying it, having fun as a family. Use that box, not only to charge your phone, but to just quantify that time that you're off. It's so fantastic. We just love it. We can't recommend it enough. GoRO.com forward slash brave. Use discount code brave for a free month subscription. Awesome. Well, y'all, I hope that this was more encouraging than discouraging when we talked about the ways kids can get around it. But now you know, and knowing is so much of the battle. So I encourage you, read God's word, Matthew 
five, six, and seven. Prepare your hearts, prepare your home. It's going to take some time. Just pick a day, pick an evening and start going through the devices. Make sure that they are set up. Sit down with your husband. What do you want the summer to look like regarding screen time? There is probably going to be different rules for different aged kids. Make sure you write it down because the other thing is, is you just forget. You forget what that rule was. You forget what that limit was. You forget what that uh, maybe discipline was. When, how many days did I tell them that they were going to be off the screen? <laughs> and then all of a sudden they're on it. They took advantage. So just prepare yourself. Just know that it takes intentionality and you can do it, right? Suck it up and be brave. That was Chelsea's advice. <laughs> all right, friends. Thank you so much for tuning in. Make sure you share this podcast with anyone else that you know that could benefit from just this preparation for summer and screen time. Thank you so much for tuning in. Until next week, go and be brave.